This podcast is sponsored by Xgrowth. Xgrowth is the APAC ABM agency. If you and your organization are looking to land and expand enterprise mid-market deals, Xgrowth is the agency to help. Xgrowth works with a wide range of international and global technology vendors, service providers, and B2B SaaS companies. If this sounds like some of your interests to know more about, make sure to check out Xgrowth at xgrowth.com.au. That's xgrowth.com.au and chat with the APAC ABM agency. What's up, marketers, and welcome to another episode of the Growth Colony Podcast. I'm Liza from Xgrowth to tell you that each episode we bring in B2B leaders to chat about how you can achieve those everyday wins in the marketing world. Whether you're new to the B2B game, working at a leadership level, or even just showing some interest, we know you'll love the episode. So grab a drink, get comfy, and enjoy the show. Hello everyone, welcome to another episode. I'm Shaheen Hoda with Xgrowth, and today I'm talking to Joanne Wu, Global VP, Division Head of Marketing and Communications at ABB. And we're talking about purpose-driven marketing and how brands can be a force for good. We're going to look at some practical examples and campaigns of how purpose-driven marketing can be implemented, especially what is happening at ABB. We're also going to look at and talk to Joanne about how she's implemented this ethos in her own career. So on that note, let's dive in. Joe, thanks a lot for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me. Absolute pleasure. So let's, I, I, I'd love to hear from you how you define purpose-driven marketing. What is that? What does that mean? Yeah, I mean, purpose-driven marketing is really building your brand and communicating a higher purpose for what the brand stands for. So I think often, you know, marketing is really how you connect your products and and services and solutions to your customers. But purpose-driven marketing is really taking that step beyond that and actually saying, hey, we stand for something greater than ourselves. We want to do good in the world. And we believe in, you know, whether it be a a, a more gender equal world or a more sustainable world or, you know, fairer, fairer workplace. It's really taking that stand and having the courage as a brand to do so. Mm, Got it. Where do you see this type of marketing or, 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 or this kind of these values aligned with, with marketing being the most effective and being the most important? I think it's, um, I mean, research has actually shown that, you know, we, we live in a world where customers expect more and future talent expects more. So there is research to show that companies that align their marketing with purpose and values and are very clear with communicating those values are actually two to three times more competitive than those within their market. So they they actually grow faster and they increase market share at a faster rate as well. So there's research that 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 backs it. And I think part of the reason why you, why that happens is as a company when you can communicate your purpose and that p- purpose aligns with the customer, there is more likelihood that that 
customer will want to work with your company, whether it be from a B2B context or a B2C context. It's really, you know, ultimately they're, they're all human beings. But, um, you know, people want to partner and work with a company that they admire, that shares the same values, that they know working with them actually uh, achieves a greater good. I mean, this, the, the whole purpose-driven movement in marketing, it's been around for a long time, right? But, but it's become even more popular in the past few years. And there are definitely kind of two sides. I was, I was for example, reading some of Rob Hoffman's, um, or Bob Hoffman's work, and he's very, no, nobody cares about the why. And, 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 uh, and then you got like the Simon Sinek kind of space where the why is really important. You, what I'm, what I'm really curious to to hear from your side is you, you have a global role at ABB. How do you see? Do you see a challenge in terms of having a purpose driven marketing across multiple different geographies? Is that a where where maybe you see different things are not as important in a certain geography versus another geography, or do you find that these are very core elements and it applies globally across uh, all market? What what's your experience with purpose-driven marketing and the, the, the geographical nuances of different regions? Mm. It's a good question. And look, the, the geographical nuances are definitely there. But I would say that the nuances, what they change is really where the starting point is in that country. So the starting point of where we are today in terms of gender equality in Sweden is different to the starting point where, 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 you know, where we are uh, in gender equality in places like India, for example. But I think ultimately these are all global topics. They are all important in terms of, you know, progressing the, the good of society and the good of humanity. And I think they really, you know, these are topics that really speak to people on very much deeper level, you know, beyond... Yeah, beyond the sort of traditional products and, and services that, that we engage with. So I think they, they are universal. You know, you could, one could even say universal truths. But the difference is that, you know, where are we starting from? And therefore, you need to understand the nuance of where you're starting from to where you then start communicating the story from as well. Let's get a little bit practical. Sure. And I think... The, the purpose-driven marketing, the concept, uh, it makes sense to a lot of people. And uh, there, there, is, um, there is definitely substance to it. And, 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 and a lot of people talk about it. But where I feel like in a lot of situations falls short is, okay, but how do I do it? Like, how do I implement this in my day-to-day marketing tactics and messaging? And how do I really bring this to life? I'm really curious of, of like, how are you doing that from a strategic level? And then maybe we can talk about tactics and actual maybe campaigns. How do you bring the purpose to life in programs at ABB? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, a, it's, an, it's an interesting process. And I think I would caveat this with saying purpose-driven marketing is not for every company and it's not for every brand. So it really needs to be authentic. It needs to be true to the brand. You know, you can't you can't be you know uh, in in an industry that 
maybe has no connection to a particular purpose that you want to push out, but somehow do it just because you're jumping on a bandwagon, right? And, you know, then then you get issues like greenwashing that is very prevalent in terms of companies today. So I guess practically speaking from, from an ABB perspective, I mean, I can talk to an example of, of a recent launch of a, of a, of a campaign that we, that we just went to market with called Unstoppable. Yeah, so really, if I take myself back to the original drawing board, we just kind of sat there brainstorming and we, said, we asked ourselves, okay, what is important to us as a company? And what is important to our customers? And therefore, what is important to the industries that we serve? So we're trying to find that universal challenge that we can all really connect on. And so, you know, for ABB and and the division that I lead the the marketing for, we operate in the mining industry, pop and paper, metals, food and beverage. So I would say, you know, process industries, you know, industrial sort of environments. And the the universal challenge that we all you know are, are are unanimously agreeing on is this lack of diversity that exists in the workforce of mining and pop and paper and metals and so on you know the the lack of um, particularly women in leadership positions in industry we know that this is this is a challenge that ABB faces we know that this is a challenge that our customers face we know that you know from from our perspective from ABB's perspective diversity and inclusion is a massive part of our sustainability strategy and this is something that we take very seriously and want to improve um, but we also know that our customers take it very seriously too so we said okay this is this is really the space so let's talk let's deep dive into the into the challenge and really understand you know what is what are the obstacles what's really holding people back you know um, and, and, and Jill, if I can, if I can interject, yeah. sorry, I, I, sure. because I, I, there's something I want to cover from what you talked about, right? In, in terms of, I, I definitely want to come back to the challenge. I'm really curious, was this something that the marketing team or, or kind of the leadership team sat down and said, we should focus on diversity? Was there, maybe you engaged like a research team to kind of look at multiple different options to, to narrow this down in terms of where we're going to be focusing on? How did diversity became the main area of focus for for especially that the and then unstoppable kind of came out of it? Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think there's two parts to that. When I look at sort of the overarching company strategy of sustainability, I mean that that is that is the core purpose of the company. So that came from the board, you know, as as high as you can go in terms of the company of saying, hey, you know, we see where the world is going. We see where our technologies can actually make a difference because at the end of the day, you know, we are an electrical engineering company. So how do we decarbonize? How do we improve sustainability? How do we lower carbon emissions? You know, it's through technology. So it, it very much speaks to who we are as, as a company. And in terms of sustainability, there's, there's sort of, you know, different pillars to that. So it's not just about reducing carbon emissions, but it's also mm. ensuring we have a just and fair society as well. So that's one part of it. So the, that's the, the, the ABB side strategy. of it. Yeah, yeah that's Got the it. core part of the strategy. Then where, where we landed, how we landed on diversity as a topic for our campaign really came from the marketing team, I would say. You know, it, it came from, I would say intuition, 
you know there mm. there wasn't you know a research group that that we that we engaged there wasn't you know a, a whole host of desktop research because i think this this challenge of diversity is just so prevalent that you can see it you know when you go onto a mine site you can see it with your own eyes when you walk through you know different offices within our our industries you can see it with your own eyes so it it is just so prevalent and it is a space that we know we can really make a difference and use the power of our brand to be, to be that force of good you know, to to raise it up as a as a topic and do it jointly with our customers as well. Because what we wanted to do was come up with a campaign that that not only we can speak to as a brand, but our customers can speak to as well. So that we could do some co-marketing together. That 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 paints a great picture. Let's go back to what what we were talking about with regards to challenges from the customer side and, and so please let's let's uh pick pick that uh string up. Yeah, Again. sure. So three challenges, you know, uh, high level bucket of cha- bucketed of uh, challenges. One is the lack of public visibility of women in industry. The second one is, you know, the, the stereotypes that we have in the workplace. You know, all I have to do is just ask you to sit down and picture what a minor looks like in your mind. What's the what's what what visual comes to your mind? Yeah, it it is a male probably holding a um, a, a pickaxe with a hard hat. That's uh, that's what I'm what I'm envisioning. You're you're yeah. completely right. Precisely, precisely. So that's what already you know it's so entrenched in people's minds in terms of that stereotype, right? And the third is you know, to communicate really the power of diversity. It's not just a nice thing to have, but it's actually an economic imperative. It actually improves bottom line. So those are the three sort of pillars that, that we wanted to, to really hang this, this campaign on. So we said, okay, it is a diversity campaign, but the greatest gap is in gender right now within these industries. So let's find three amazing, accomplished, brilliant women in industry and tell their stories and tell their stories from a human perspective, you know. Let's really learn about them. Let's get really deep and intimate and really evoke emotion and inspire people as a result of that. So, yeah, so in the end, I mean, while they are three women, they're also very diverse in terms of the roles that they play and the cultures that they're from. So we, uh, the three women that we've profiled in this campaign is Marjorie Bowles uh, in the US, who is the chief information officer for SAPI, pop and paper company. We went to Jamshedpur in India and featured Chitra Sharma, who is the chief procurement officer of uh, Tata Steel, so the metals industry. And then we went to Sweden and that's where we featured uh, Tove Takdel, and she's the plant manager for Copperstone Resources. So three very diverse women telling their stories and really raising the public visibility of these really kick-ass women in industry, challenging the stereotype of, you know, what leadership looks like in metals and mining and pop and paper and then speaking to the 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 power of diversity you know why do we need this why why does it benefit companies and industries and the world you know more broadly to be able to to have a more diverse workforce so yeah so we're really excited about this campaign i've got to say you know it was a journey we it, it gave us the opportunity to get really deep 
uh, with each of these customers as well and really learn their backstory and, you know, get get to the sites and also capture the, the, the beauty of those sites as well. I think often when you think of these kind of traditional old industries, there is a huge talent crisis because the younger generation don't want to go to these industries, mm. right? They want to work for the Amazons of the world, the Googles of the world, now probably the chat GPTs of the world. That's right, open AI, baby. <laughs> open yeah. AI, right? So, you know, so how how do we actually rebrand these industries as well and actually show the younger generation that you can have very vibrant, exciting, inspiring careers within these industries and that these industries actually uh, are purpose-driven as well. We're definitely going to have a link to to the program in the in the description, but can you talk to the outcome of the program, right? How did you had you, you obviously done did, did this in, amazing interview with the with with these three amazing um, women w- what what did that translate into so we now have three films each featuring each of uh, each of the 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 women leaders and they are very storytelling led so i've got to say it's 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 taking a quite a different approach to the way we've told stories in ABB, the way we've represented the brand um, in, in such uh, campaigns. And you'll see it's it's very evocative, you know, it's very human, it's very raw. It really tells that that uh, that human story and seeks to inspire people. And I mean, if, if I look at uh, the title of the campaign, it's, it's called Unstoppable. And when you think of unstoppable, there's so much power behind that word, right? And in fact, that that the, the campaign idea, the, the name Unstoppable came from a conversation I had with my daughter. So we were we were just driving along and, and the day before she had a sports competition and she's quite athletic. So normally she kind of wins uh, these these races. And I was watching in the audience and, and she, you know, the, 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 the buzzer went and she ran and then one of her shoe fell off and she just kept running even though she was like shoeless oh, wow. on one foot. And she came second. And I was thinking, holy moly, you know, this this girl doesn't like to lose, you know, I'm going to have to be prepared with, you know, the tissues and <laughs> some candy, whatever. And I said, oh, darling, you know, well done, you came second, you know, just kind of preparing for the worst. And she said, and she was so proud. She said, yeah, I came second even though my shoe fell off. Um, and, you know, and then I said to her, darling, you are unstoppable. And then just as I said that that sentence to her, it kind of like a light bulb just went out in my mind and I, I, I said, oh, God, that word is just so strong. It's so powerful, you know. Everyone has an, an unstoppable story. You have an unstoppable story. I do. People in the industry, you know, every, every colleague has an unstoppable story of the challenges they've had to face, the people they've met along the way, the lessons they've learned, right? So, so. What we really want to achieve with this campaign is to inspire people and, and have them be part of this campaign as well, for them to own Unstoppable and for them to actually reflect on what makes them unstoppable. And there you have people from all walks of life, different cultures, different ages, different genders, you know, having an unstoppable story and saying, hey, you know, we are unstoppable and we can be unstoppable together as well in our pursuit to have a more gender equal world. 
I, I can imagine that uh, that word immediately appear, appearing in the team in the in the in the marketing team's chat uh, feed. And uh, guys, I got the I got the word for the campaign, and uh, I love that. <laughs> I love that. Can you, Joe? Can you talk a little bit about from the tactical perspective with regards to the campaign, in terms of these these assets are created. What what's your approach from a tactical perspective? Are you kind of like pushing these out on on social media? There's an advertising that's that's one channel. Are you leveraging other channels? How does the tactical perspective of getting the word out uh, is 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 looking like now? And, and and I know some of these are maybe a bit sensitive, but whatever you can share. Yeah, yeah. Look, it, we're taking an omni-channel approach. So we've got these three assets, great assets. We will be pushing them out through social media, through a paid as well as organic campaign. Yes, we, you know, we've we've kind of started it during International Women's Day, but I think it's really important to decouple it, you know, with with that day. That day is really important, but you know, my belief is that this topic needs to live beyond International Women's Day. It's a conversation we need to have every day. So in terms of our campaign plan, it's actually, you know, it's going to go for six months. We've got a digital amplification plan. And importantly, we are also empowering the, you know, my team within the different countries to localise and activate these campaigns in a way that makes sense for them in their markets. So these are the three women that, that, that are starting with the campaign, but let's uncover more, you know, and it is about diversity. So it's not just limited to, you know, one gender. Let's find someone who, you know, someone who has really broke boundaries by being themselves, you know, uh, whether or whether they're, you know, from a different culture or a different age or have a disability, whatever it is, right? Like, let's tell those stories. Let's let's profile these people and, and raise the public visibility of, the, of these people within those countries. So I would say that this campaign serves as a platform for further stories to be told within the countries. So there's going to be an employee activation be, behind that as well. So when, you know, when we've launched it, we've, we've had our employees go out and uh, tell their unstoppable stories with a social media tile saying, I am unstoppable because, and we want to create a movement with it as well. So we've also asked people to tag people who have been part of their unstoppable journey. So I'm sure people will tag you as well, Shahin, you know. I'm sure you've been very much part of someone's unstoppable story. But that's, that's, that's really the, the intent of this campaign is to, to give people that, that power and the platform to, to have a voice. I love that initiative. I love the, the channels that you're leveraging, the, the organic side of it as, as, uh, as much as I'm sure there's, a, there's a quite a solid paid strategy behind it as well. Joe, is there anything else that you want to touch on with regards to one, the, the, the purpose-driven marketing approach, but also at a more broader side of things, storytelling in order to help connect brands with customers because at the end of the day that's the the purpose-driven marketing component that that that's the yes it's it's really good yes it's it's very critical for the society but it also helps bond the brand with with customers showing that the brand is is on the same page we're, we're living the, the, the in the same world how does kind of storytelling help with that with that initiative and is there is there something else that you want to kind of touch on that 
Yeah, I mean, you've you've hit the nail on the head there in terms of the the, the bonding of, of the brand with the customer. I mean, as a marketer, the holy grail is really to bridge the gap between the brand and the customer, to bring bring both as close as possible. And really the way to do that is through building trust. So trust is really the currency of, of, of the world today. So the question is, how do you build trust? And, you know, there's many ways of building trust as a company and, and, and everyone plays a part, you know, whoever is um, customer facing and, and not customer facing. But from a marketing perspective, stories, storytelling is a powerful way to build trust with customers because there's actually neuroscience behind that. You know, we, we've all heard the, you know, the, the, the thinking behind it, you know, that, that we are all hardwired for stories and in fact, when a story is told, our neural activity actually increases by fivefold. So as a result of that, you know, there's a lot of juices and chem, you know, really cool sort of Boiling up to the uh, surface. neurochemicals that's happening within the brain that builds the trust between, you know, the person receiving that story and the, and the company or brand that's telling it. It creates this connection, this emotional connection, and you can just get deeper with the customer as well. So by doing that, you're building trust. And by doing that often, you're building continuous, long-lasting trust. And, for, and, and you're really bridging that gap between the brand and the customer the more you do it. So that is really the power of storytelling. And it is also the power of, of using storytelling to be able to tell your narrative when it comes to what the what what purpose your your brand stands for. I love it. I love it. Have you read the state of ABM and APAC report yet? If you have, you'll know that 59% of marketing leaders are intending to increase their ABM investment in the coming year. Even bigger news is 0% of survey respondents are going to decrease their investment. It's an exciting time for ABM in the region. Discover the state of account-based marketing in APAC today. Download the full report at abm.xgrowth.com.au forward slash report. That's abm.xgrowth.com.au forward slash report. Joe, I have some rapid fire questions that I want to go through. Uh, this is this was very interesting, and I love the example that also you gave on, on Unstoppable. There's going to be links for, for our listeners. There are going to be links in the in the description, so make sure to, to check that out. But I want to ask some rapid-fire questions as well before we wrap up. Yeah, let's go. First question I have is, what is one resource? This could be a book, a blog, a podcast, whatever it is that has had a profound impact on whether you professionally or personally what what comes to mind of course besides this podcast right oh <laughs> <laughs> i would say the the ted talk from brene brown about the power of vulnerability i know it's it's somewhat mainstream now and i i love that it's mainstream actually but I uh, discovered this this uh, TED talk years and years ago when it was first posted, and it really was a profound moment for me to realize that vulnerability is actually strength, and that I can embrace it as a leader to to be a better leader. I love it. I love it. Okay, question number two: If you could give 
one advice to BB marketers, what would it be? Don't forget that the person that you're communicating to on the other side of the screen is a human. Especially when it comes to B2B marketing, you know, just in, in the term itself, business to business, you know, sometimes we forget that actually it's human to human. So don't forget on the other side of the screen, there's a human. Great, great advice. Joe, who are some of the influencers that you follow in this space? Yeah, uh, there's so much content out there. There's so many great influencers. Really love, uh, I, I subscribe to Seth Godin and his, his blog, you know, read his books, really love his thinking. The CMO of Google, really enjoy reading about her views on marketing as well. CMO of, you know, the, the companies that, that are very renowned, right, as, as brand builders. So Nike, Amazon, really interesting to sort of hear from them. And then lastly, Simon Sinek. I mean, he's, he's an oldie but a goodie, I would say, and continues to, to have really just poignant wisdom, pearls of wisdom that, uh, that somehow gets served up at the right time as well. So thank you, Google, for that. That's it. That's it. Google, LinkedIn. He's all over all of the, uh, the, the digital world. But uh, I love that. Last question is what's something that excites you about B2B today? I think the changing landscape of digital marketing and the MarTech space. There's just so, so many new platforms being created every day. So much potential to get deeper into data, into insights, uh, to make more informed decisions, more sort of surgery style laser precision um, in terms of marketing. And ultimately, I think what's really exciting about this is that it's changing the dynamic between sales and marketing and enabling marketing to be more of a revenue generator. So with that comes more influence, more of a seat at the table and, and, uh, you know, the ability to be closer to our customers as well. Joe, this has been an amazing conversation. And I just want to say thank you for coming on the podcast and sharing all this amazing insights and, and the golden nuggets. I'm sure just like me, a lot of the listeners are going to be taking a lot of uh, a lot of insights away from this. So thank you so much for your time. Thank you for having me. I've had lots of fun. So appreciate it. Today's episode of Growth Colony was produced by Alexander Hipwell and Liza Maywald. It was edited by Dave Semedo with additional editing by Liza Maywald and music arrangement by Alexander and Liza. Special thanks to Tina Wabe. We couldn't make the show without you. Growth Colony is hosted by Shaheen Hoda, Director of Growth at Xgrowth. If you enjoy the podcast, please subscribe and give us a rating on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Do you think you'd be a great guest or just keen for a chat? Send through an email at podcast at xgrowth.com.au. That's podcast at xgrowth.com.au. That's all for now. We'll catch you next week right here on Growth Colony.